And now for something completely different. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the UFC Rundown Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. This episode, we are going to be doing the rundown of that UFC Ottawa card from the weekend. First off, though, Bruce Buffer, take it away. It's time! Yes, we are back with UFC Rundown Podcast. This is the first ever rundown of a UFC card, and it will be the UFC Ottawa card from the weekend. We're just going to get straight into it. I hope you enjoyed that card. I certainly did. Um, first fight on that card was undercard Mitch Gagnon versus Cole Smith. I must be honest with you guys, um, I was a bit late getting back from a family uh, gathering that we had, uh, my birthday, and I missed the the main the main bit of the fight. I missed I missed round one, half of round two, so I didn't do a scorecard for this one. Um, I didn't do a scorecard for the Arjan Buller Joanne Adams fight either. The first one that I did a scorecard for was Kyle Nelson. So basically, for the first two fights that I basically missed, didn't have enough time to do the scorecards for. I am just going to be running you through my picks and a, a kind of summary of what happened. So the Mitch Gagnon fight, um, Cole Smith fight, bantamweight division. Um, it went it went to decision. Now, first off, my pick was um, Gagnon by second round submission. So that obviously was wrong straight off the bat. Now, I refer you back to the point system. Uh, every single fight on the card, I pick a fighter to win and I make the victory. Now, if I get both right, I get two points. If I get the fighter to win right, I get one point. If I get none right or just the method of victory, then I get zero points. So in this case, I got zero points. Now, the result was um, Cole Smith by split decision. Um, from what I hear and from the latter of the second and third round, um, Smith won um, the first and second round pretty decisively. Uh, Gagnon was looking for the takedowns um, quite a lot. Um and I think he was getting them most of the time. However, Smith's um, ground ground control was was far better, so um, he was getting back up to his feet quite quickly and hitting him with strikes. That one on the rounds, um, we get into the round three. Gagnon really did need the finish, um, and he did he did come out and he landed a right hook on, on Smith. And this is probably how he started to win this round. Gagnon did march him down and lands a left hook. He um, lands a, a jab to the body. Good combinations. Um, Gagnon got him onto the ground and had a guillotine choke locked in um, and then jumped onto full guard. Smith tried really, really hard to fight out of it and it was getting tighter and tighter, um, but Smith did eventually uh, get out. Um, Gagnon looked for a armbar. Smith get out of that. Um, and now Gagnon, can't, he's exhausted. He's just tried two massive submission tries looking for the finish. Um, and Smith had the back of Gagnon then after getting out of them two submissions and he was working for a rear naked choke. Gagnon was able to survive that choke and he made it to the end of the fight, but it was, you know, too little too late from them. Two submission tries in the, in the late round three. My scorecard, like I said, I didn't have one. The judges scored it 10-9, um, 10-10 uh, and 10-9, so it was unanimous decision. I'm not 100% sure. Um, they, they scored that round, so not the fight, they scored that round. Um so Adam Martin, the first judge, had it 29-28 Smith, Ant Walker had it 30-28 Smith, and G. Petri had it 30-27 Smith. So it was it was a split in the way that Andy Martin gave the third round to um, Mitch Gagnon, whereas the other two judges gave all three rounds to Cole Smith. So from that one, Cole Smith defeated um, Gagnon by split decision, so I get zero points for that one. Moving on to the second fight. Um, it was uh, Arjan Buller versus Juan Adams. Now, for me, I thought Juan Adams would 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 have a lot, uh, too much, in fact, for for Buller here. Um, I did go Adams by decision. Once again, shock. Uh, zero points. <laughs> the the um, uh, the fight was um, 
a good one in the way that I thought, you know, he, he came in strong, he came in good, but oh, I, 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 it's a strange one, you know, it's a really strange one because for me, Adams won the first round pretty, pretty concisively. If I was scoring it, which I didn't, I was kind of doing it out of my head, I would give it 10-8. All three judges did give it 10-9. Um, now, Adams came out fast, right hook, jabs, combinations, and it was a really good first round from him. Now, the second round was a bit back and forth with Buller. Adams had him on the fence, unleashing punches. Um, Buller eventually broke free from the fence and got back to the centre of the octagon and then took Adams to the mat. Now, this is to think how he, he got this he got this, um, this 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 round because of the work he'd done on the ground. Um, he landed vicious knees as well. Um which I think is decisive again. Um, two judges scored the round 10-9 Adams, 10-9 Buller. Got on to round three, and for me, I thought it was probably 1-1, if we're looking in terms of rounds, um, personally. Now, round three, Adams immediately um, began to work the jab, and he starts pushing Buller back. Adams landed a straight jab with a right combination. Buller clinches Adams. Um, he clinched him, I think, up against Cage, yep. Um, they eventually did break. Adams again was just pushing forward for this full. Th this is how I, I just I don't understand how Adams didn't win this round. If I'm if I'm fully fully honest with you, I thought Adams probably had it. I think they've obviously looked at it that Adams was pretty decisive in the top half of that round. The bottom half it was mostly Buller. He did get him to the ground with um, a single leg takedown, and he's working on half guard now. Buller landed a good punches from the top, and he ended the round on top. But I don't think if he had, I don't think he had enough to basically win that round if I'm honest with you all three judges scored at 10-9 Buller which eventually made the scorecards um, unanimous decision 29-28 30-27 so someone's got Buller winning all three rounds there and if you look at the first round where I had a 10-8 I don't know the judges were were they had good points um, on this card and bad points and I think this was this this was one of the bad points so like I said my my um, pick was Adams by decision zero points once again fantastic um, we move on to the first fight that I got the scorecards out for. Uh, Kyle Nelson versus Matt Sales um, in the featherweight division. I was really looking forward to this, personally. Um, my pick was, of course, Matt Sales by second round Kyle. Um, it, 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 it did go to the to the middle of the third round. Um, I had Sales 10-8 up um, in the first round. Nelson landed a good couple of early strikes, was putting relentless pressure on Matt Sales. Sales was giving him it back. Uh, Sales got the knockdown, started the ground and pound late in the first, got it into a choke, um, and never really it never really got into anything at that point. Nelson then tried for the knee bar, he eventually got back into a choke, and um, I would say the bell saved Gail Nelson there. So I gave that 10-8 to Matt Sales. Got in around two, um, Sales was absolutely l launching the rights, um, the rights into to to Kyle Nelson. Um the takedown was successful by Kyle Nelson. Um that got him onto the ground. Sales got straight back up. He tried another takedown. It was defended. Um Nelson when he got him back onto the ground it was just relentless pressure, relentless pressure. I think this round really could have gone either way. Um personally me I gave it 10 9 to Nelson. Um so we had the third just based on dominance and, and and duration there to be honest that's how I work my scorecards. Um on the damage section um I had Matt Seals damage him in the first no one really laid anything too big on the second. As we're getting into halfway round into the third I had um uh, Matt Seals dominate in the first three three and a half minutes where he got 
into um, an arm choke and Nelson tapped. So late, kind of halfway through, three quarters through in the third, um, Sales finds himself in mount and immediately moves into the 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 arm triangle. A couple of seconds later, Nelson taps out and and really the the finish kind of came out of nowhere because you felt like. Kyle Nelson was, was coming a little bit back in. He was getting a little bit of a second wind. But out of nowhere, Matt Sales brings it with a submission head and arm choke um, and wins it in round three. So my pick was Sales by second round Kyle. So I get no points for the meth to victory. However, I do get one point for the um, fight winner, Matt Sales. So we start off with a point eventually, third, third fight of the night. So I'm happy about that. Uh, into the next fight, this was the one I was really looking forward to. I was really looking to see Nordin Taleb again uh, up at Welterweight. Um, my pick was Taleb with first round KO. Um, now, Taleb for me looked considerably bigger than Kyle Prepolik. Um, I thought he just looked he looked like a man. Prepolik looked like a little boy. Um, Ta- Taleb was launching the kicks high and low. He looked sharp on his feet. Um, he looked really, really quick. You know the the combination of jabs and hooks he was making. He was catching Prepolik. Um, Talib landed a few of those head kicks. Um, you know credit where credit's due for for Kyle Prepolik. He took it um, on the chin literally, um, and kind of came back into it in the last couple of minutes of the first round, which I think for the judges might have um, you know swayed their decision a little bit. For me, it was a ten nine round. Definitely for for Taleb, um, but the more damage I would say was was Prepolich jabs late in the third. Um, Taleb got a little bit of blood on his nose, a little cut. Going into round two, Taleb again was landing these head kicks, and he was he was landing them good as well and clean. Um, but again, credit where credit is due, where I think I'll be going through the full the full the full fight here, where Prepolich was continuing to go forward. You know everything that Taleb was giving him, he was coming and trying to give him back. You know he wasn't running, he wasn't standing back, he was going forward. So massive massive credit there to him. Um, Taleb landed a, a left elbow that rocked Prepolik. Um Following that, we had a, a small stoppage. It was an accidental eye poke by Taleb. No points deducted or anything. A little warning. He said, you know, he, he did say he was sorry. And the ref just, just started it uh, again. Taleb had a little stumble late in the second round where Prepolik then advanced with an absolute flying knee and, and, and missed it by, by a couple of inches. If he landed that, man, that could have either been a knockout or he would have, that would have, for me, turned that round and he would have won it. Um... Again, Prepolik was still advancing. He wasn't scared, and and considering he he took this fight on a one a one week not he said a one week turnaround, he looked fantastic. Taleb did look bigger, but Prepolik looked good. You know, he looked strong, and like I said, he was just advancing. Um, end of the round, Taleb landed a good right hook, and again it was a ten nine round. The damage for that, I would say, definitely Taleb had the better. Heading into round three, um, Taleb was landing brutal inside leg kicks, um, still looking for that head kick. He was pounding the 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 combination, uh, followed by a leg kick into the body. Um, Prepolik advanced and, and and landed a couple of hooks again. Um, Taleb with his kicks were just absolutely vicious. So the inside leg kick, you could see his leg was starting to get swollen. It was constantly changing from orthodox to southpaw because it was just too sore to stand on that front leg. Um, however, what I would take out of that third round, well, the whole fight, Prepolik. Prepolik is impressive when he's going forward. He really is. He comes in strong. Like I said, he advances. He, f- he does a lot of good feints. Where he feints with the right jab, you know, Talib's going for it and he might come back with an outside leg kick or, a, or an outside left hook. So I definitely would like to see more of Kyle Prepolik and I can't wait for his next fight, if I'm honest with you. Um, Talib again was just hitting that body um, and the kicks again, I just keep coming back to them. They, they, the way they sounded were, were really, really bad and credit to prep like for holding up in there because after a couple I know I certainly couldn't have um, 
that was the end of the round. Conditioning for Prepolic, he he has no he's no qualms about going to the going to you know the, the full way three rounds. You know he can definitely do it. He, he looked light on his feet in the third round and was still in there. But for me, it was a unanimous another ten nine Taleb. So for me, my scorecard did read thirty twenty seven, and the judges all scored at thirty twenty seven. So it was an ordinary Taleb win by unanimous decision. So my pick. Taleb by first round KO. I don't get a point for the first round KO, but I do get a point for Taleb. So currently on two points. So I thought after four fights, you know, I'm on two points. That's not bad. Um, into the bantamweight division again. Uh, Vince Morales versus Ayman Zabibi. Morales by second round sub was my pick. Um, it was a good fight. Another one that went to decision. Um, and... It was a bit like that Talib fight where I'm impressed and I'd love to see Ayman Zahibi again. But Vince Morales is just a bit more conditioned and a bit more um, mature. Too mature for Ayman Zahibi, um, if I'm honest. The first round, it was absolutely all Morales. Um, they both came out and were looking for that, that explosion of the right or left hook. None of them really got it. They were landing good combinations and good hooks. Um, Zabibi landed a couple of good midsection kicks. Um, but Morales was just advancing well and he, like I said he's getting them hooks in and it was an interesting first round where there was no there was no massive massive hits but you could tell they were both feeding each other out they were both getting a little a little taste of the fight um, for me if we're going for duration and just dominance of the round I made it all Morales um, and it was a 10-9 round for Morales um, going, going into the second round um neither guy really found its range yet the low kicks were connecting versus BB um, Morales looked looked fantastic with his combinations however they were starting to get a bit predictable for Zabibi, he was able to kind of time them and he knew exactly what he would do so he could counter um, Little was landing um, from round 1 and round 2 but what is what was landing was was significant strikes for both fighters mostly though for Morales um, Zabibi got the first takedown of the fight in that round too um, but he couldn't keep the back and Morales just got back up um, and at the end of the round Zabibi did land and opened up Morales so for me damage wise Zabibi got it um, but durance and domination for that round once again did go to Morales so I made that another 10-9 heading into the final round um, Morales took the centre of the octagon and Zabibi landed an overhead right and then a low kick so a good combination again which he was doing continuously throughout the fight um, Zabibi attempted to spin an elbow which again just just missed by a couple of inches good combinations and uppercuts for Morales and he was turning up the pressure um, he was landing great combos finally he was finding his range um, and both fighters you know looked relatively fine apart from you know Morales is slightly opened up on his left eye in round two but it was covered up well by the, the corner men and Vaseline um, at the end of round two, so that really never came into it. Um, a couple, the, the two takedowns that were landed were landed by Zabibi, but Morales got bit right up back to his feet with that one in round three, just like he did in the round two. Um, he failed a takedown, and that that was the end of it. Um, it was uneventful to say the least. Um, the crowd were booing. The crowd didn't like it. They want to be entertained. We all want to be entertained. But sometimes in those fights, fighters go in with a game plan, and Morales went in with a game plan to basically just dominate around with, without doing too much and um, you know spend most of the duration on the, on the front foot again it was another 10-9 round and I made it um, a 30-27 so I made it unanimous um, you know three rounds one for Vince Morales the judges scored uh, unanimously but 29-28, 29-28 and 29-28 so they obviously gave Zabibi one round 
which for me it probably would have been the second where he landed the little um, the little cut on Morelos' eye, but for me it wasn't enough to give him the round on my scorecard, so I was 30-27, but it was 29-28. So my pick was Morelos by second round sub, so I don't get a point for the sub, but I do get a point for the fighter pick. So three from three so far, well, three on the trot, shall we say. Um, moving into the first, the only women's fight on this card, uh, Macy Shizon versus um, Sarah Maras. A very... Very good fight. I wasn't expecting much, you know. Uh, Chizone is obviously four, fourteen uh, ranked in the bantamweight division, and I was non-ranked. Chizone was also coming in at four zero. Um, I, I was very, very pleasantly surprised at how good the fight was. Actually, if I'm honest, we round one. Um, Maras landed. Um, Maras. Maras landed the takedown immediately, straight off the bat, and got on top. Um, but didn't do much whilst on full mount, whilst on half a uh, half half mount. Uh, despite being on her back, Tyson done very well. Um, at the end of, of, of round one, Maras was starting to land the elbows. Uh, they turned it around after Tyson got her back to the cage. She turned it around and eventually got on top. She's landing big shots once she got the back and the grounding pound was just absolutely raining down. Um, she she took the, the, the heavy elbows um, to the body of Maras and then more punches to her face. Uh, Maras managed to get her arm and was looking for an arm bar but there wasn't enough time I'm not sure if she would have got it anyway but there was about 10 seconds left on the clock never got it in fully and that round came to a close um, for me I think with the amount of work that Maras done in the first half of round 1 yes Chisholm landed the more damage but I don't think she done enough in the first half for me I was 10-9 Maras in that first, that first um, round and looking at the judges scorecards two of them did also pick 10-9 Maras only one had it 10-9 Chisholm so she would have won that round however we come into the second round Maras again came out looking for that single leg takedown but um, Chison winded up on top of Maras in half guard she was landing some vicious hard punches and again those elbows to the face uh, she then passed into side control into full mount and basically had her almost turtled up and she was just absolutely raining down hard punches hard punches to the face uh, scary ground and pound if I'm honest with you ref seen enough and, and stopped the fight for a TKO win for um, Macy Chison, um early in the second um, round two TKO yeah she's impressive obviously moves to 5-0 and oh now we'll move up in the rankings they haven't been you know published yet so we'll see where she goes um, maybe into the top 10 possibly um, I had her by decision so I don't get the point for a decision but I do get the point for the win so that is four on the bounce now four points I get um, at the end of this I'll just run through how many points were available for me and how many I got it isn't that impressive I'm not very happy with the first round um, the first round the um, the first set of picks for this podcast it's not very good but I can only improve I hope um, on to the next fight middleweight division Andrew Sanchez versus Mark andre Barrio I'm super super excited to see Barrio here um, although I did pick Sanchez third third round KO I was just excited to see on his UFC debut what he could do Barrio and he did surprise me you know it was a took the it was a, to go in and look at each other and it looked like it was going to be a slugfish straight from the bat um, Sanchez attempted a takedown straight away um, and he, he completed it he had him onto the fence crunched up against it and was, was landing heavy heavy punches to his face I think Barrio just got a bit a bit flustered from this early this early onslaught I don't think he, he really saw it coming um, he managed to get kind of back up onto the cage but Sanchez was just continuing to push him against it um, knees him with the face after he got into the clinch they eventually do break and Barrio was starting now to kind of find his feet find his range he landed a big overhand and then missed just one just after that that I think would have rocked him 
Sanchez with his kicks, which he featured throughout the whole fight. He was landing them, um, shooting for a single link takedown and get it, but then Barrio exploded back to his feet with a couple of good combinations. Sanchez got a straight right, uh, a fall by a kick to the body, um, and then Barrio landed another overhand right, which he was doing continuous throughout the fight, and it was over. For me, it was a 10-9 Sanchez uh, round. He landed more dom- uh, damage, and he was dominant, and in, in, in the duration he had in the fight was definitely his. Going around two, Barrio started to come back into it. This was um, this was definitely his round. He landed the more damage. He had more duration and dominance. Um, Sanchez was coming out confident, however, like he was always doing throughout the fight. Going forward, uh, striking was good. Um, Barrio was landing little small strikes. Nothing too, um, nothing too consistent. Nothing too, um, you know, significant. Um, uh, he landed an overhead right that that he was looking for throughout the whole fight. I thought it was a bit, a bit, um, you would be able to time it. Sanchez, I think, would be able to time it eventually when he's looking for it because you can see his hand kind of popping back and going for it. He was faking it quite a lot. Um, he worked Sanchez to the cage and landed a fantastic uppercut and then hooks. Um, however, Sanchez just came back and, and, and got him back with it. Um, he got the big left hook, like I said. Sanchez looked a little bit tired here. Barrio is catching him and, again, with that overhead right, Followed by a left hook. Um, he was able to survive the, the flurry Sanchez, um, I would say just, but a very, very convincing round from Barrio where I had him 10-9. The more damage, the more dominance. If Sanchez didn't come into it kind of with those um, back punches um, in round three, it probably it was probably verging on a 10-8 for me. Um, came into the final round, the deciding round, I've got it 1-1, I think the judges have got it 1-1. Barrio looked like he found a second win, maybe not even a second win, he just felt like he was in the fight now. I think the first round, Sanchez came out, he looked a bit flustered after, you know, getting an absolute barrage, he got taken down, and he looked really, really confident now. You know, he was light on his feet, he was bouncing around, again looking for that overhand, um, which he did get, he was moving forward. We then move into the, the last two minutes of the round, both fighters are looking a bit sluggish, um, Sanchez got the takedown which I think if Barrio if that had happened in maybe round 2 a bit earlier in round 3 he would have snuffed it but so tired he almost just let him take it um, he got him against the cage was landing um, strikes to the body and the head got back to the feet and then uh, but Sanchez had his back still and eventually gave it up um, Sanchez uh, had his hands locked up and he was looking for that final takedown nothing was much happening in the last minute Barrio stopped a uh, a takedown at the end uh, he stumbles and then they eventually just end the fight lying on top of each other um, 10 seconds left he dropped he did drop down for the guillotine shot but like I said there was no time to try and get it in and the fight finished it was a tough one a real tough one you know I had um, Sanchez third round TKO but I thought Barrio in round 3 if he'd have went forward a bit more in those first 3 minutes where he looked like he had the second win he had a chance of taking the round but I think the end where Sanchez got a couple of takedowns and was landing the strikes on the ground, you know, he took it quite decisively. I got him 10-9, so my final scorecard read 29-28, and that is exactly what the judges thought. Unanimous decision, 3-29-28 for Andrew Sanchez. So for the fifth time in a row, I get the fighter pick, the winner. I got a point for that. I backed a third round KO, so don't get that. So it's another point. So move on to six points now. Um, this was a this was a good fight. Walt Harris um, against the undefeated Sergey Spivak coming in on his UFC debut. Will we ever see him in an octagon again? Ugh. It's hard to say. Um, it had looks of the um, 
the fight with Greg Hardy and Dmitry Smolikov um, a week ago, or now a couple of a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, Smolikov, they're obviously training partners, and Smolikov and let Greg Hardy do what he wanted. And this is kind of what happened with the Spivak one. Um, Harris looked considerably bigger, like crazy bigger. Um, Spivak landed a heavy low kick that did not stun Harris at all. He kind of just walked forward and was like, is that all you've got? He returned with a kick to the body and then a straight hand um, right right on his nose. Harris backed him up against the fence and just started absolutely unloading on him. And it was, it was scary to watch. This is where it gets a bit, you know, controversial. Spivak fell to the ground and almost just turtled up. He just covered himself up just like Dmitry Smolikov did. Harris just followed him down, a little bit of ground and pound, just punched him until the referee just stepped in and stopped it. It was, I don't I don't know what to make of it. Can you really take anything out of it for Walt Harris? Yeah, he just done that to an undefeated guy um, and, you know, under a couple of minutes. But, ugh, I don't think Spivak was all there. I think he's, um, he's kind of pussied out of that one a little bit and you know, it's, it's it's on Harris's record now. You know, that's fine. But if you're really going to... That's going to be your first loss in MMA is that. You look back and that's your first loss. You know, 50 seconds on the clock. That's hard to take. Um, but it was a first round TKO. Um, my pick was Harris first round TKO. So, or KO. So, I get two points for that. So, I'm happy. But the fight goes... I was looking forward to seeing this fight. I was looking forward to see what Harris, mainly. Um, and did it impress me? Mm, a little bit. You know, to do that to an undefeated guy, but I just think the way Spivak went down and just turtled up, he just did not want any of it. I think, you know, that that was a bit disappointing. Definitely disappointing. Um, back to the bantamweight, Brad Katona against Mara Divashvili. Um Now, I enjoyed this. Um, I think it was... I thought Katona would be better. Personally, I think Divas Valley just, just, Mareb just had too much, I mean, just a little bit too much experience. You look at Katona again, it's one of those where he's 8 and all, this could be his first loss ever. Divas Valley's got basically a half and half record, he's 8 wins, 4 losses. Um, and I would say he kind of dominated him pretty convincingly. Um, you know, it was, it was a weird one, it was a really weird one. Katona, well, to start off with, Katona, they both obviously came to the centre of the octagon, Divas Valley went for the glove touch, Katona said no. That's what you want from a fight. You want them, you know, both to be like, well, you don't want to, well, fuck you then. You know what I mean? You know? Um, so I, I enjoyed that, the start of it. Mareb was like, he was jumping around, you know, back elbows, nowhere near. Absolutely like a madman. You kind of just looked at it and you went, oh, I hope Katona absolutely lands on him here and just knocks him out. Um, Mareb was landing low kicks. He was landing high kicks. He was landing body kicks. Um, missing spinning back fists, like I said. Um, but Katona much like um, from the first couple of fights there, you know, much like Kyle Prepolik, was just continuing to go forward. You know, he wasn't scared, he was going forward, but you're eight, no, you're not going to be scared. No, you've not had a lost shit in your MMA. You're going to be going forward. So it was it was a good first round from Katona, and I think with these kind of judges, it really could have went over anyway. Mareb landed the more, you know, the more damaging strikes, the more significant strikes, but if you're going from dominance and duration, which I do in my scorecards, pretty even. Pretty even on that. I did have it 10-9 um, Mareb first round. The uh, we got in a round Mareb was just came out immediately shooting for the single leg takedown and got it. So, you know, you know, caught Katona off guard. Um Katona was working for the guillotine, but he had to let it go. He was pushed up against the cage. Uh, Mareb moved him sail into half guard. Um 
but Katona got back into his own guard. Mareb was doing a really, really good job of staying strong on top, but when he was landing, he wasn't landing any significant and eventually just started to lay on top of him, really. Crowd really were, were getting on top of him for this. Um, this went on for a good minute and a half to two minutes. Referee eventually decided to stand him up, um, and when he did, Mareb came right back at him with a hard low kick, then a left hook. Um, when he got that left hook, Katona kind of slid off, uh, managed to get inside and clinch him against the cage. Mareb then reversed him and lands, uh, landed a body lock takedown, so that's another takedown for Mareb, and that, that ended the round. So, for me, damage-wise, I would say Katona definitely landed more on him, but dominance and duration, especially with that last-minute takedown or last-30-second takedown, Mareb took that round 10-9. This one, for me, the judges... The judges scored it all the way through the the, the fight 10-9 Mareb. This was, for me, a 10-8 for Mareb. I think this was complete and utter domination. Um, Gatona had to come out. He was 2-0 down. He needed to go out with the offence. He was moving well, and he did snuff an early takedown. However, those kicks and overhand rights were landing for Mareb. Um, the, they took a clinch against the, the fence. Um, he went for another takedown, Mareb, but... Katona defend, defended it, which he'd done well throughout the whole fight. You know, Mareb only landed, I think it was three or four. Um, and I think it was the latter stage of this round that Mareb really just, he got he eventually um, got the double leg takedown to set him to the mat and he was on top of him and he was literally pounding him to the face and holding him down. Um, I think I was actually a bit unfair on Katona when I was scoring this on the night. I scored at 10-8 Mareb. I thought it was a very, it was a decisive round. It probably was a 10-9. I think I was pretty unfair actually looking back on it. Um, so, yeah, I think my final scorecard would be 26-30 to Mareb. It, it should have been, you know, it should have been 30-27, I think, looking back on it now. But can't go back on it. That's what I picked. My pick was Katona versus decisions. Um, versus decision? Katona via decision. Um, so I get zero points for that but Mareb comes away with a unanimous decision 27-30 win um, and all in all a very fun fight Mareb um, you know looks good and you know hands someone his first loss so I think would I like to see him fight again you know he, he, he posted a good post fight conference a post fight um, little presser with uh, with Joe Rogan you know saying how he, he loves being in Canada and he wants to entertain people blah 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 so you know he posted that and I liked what he was saying would I like to see him fight again mm, if he it's a little less boring maybe but I wouldn't be rushing out to see him again um, come up to the third last fight on the card this card for me flew by fast even though there were so many decision victories it did flow by quite quickly almost too quickly because there was a good couple of fights on this card Um this was uh, Cub Swanson against Shane Burgos. Um, Cub Swanson, of course, uh, ranked number 10 in the featherweight division. Um, my pick was Swanson by decision. Um, the decision was a split decision um, for Shane Burgos. He got the win. Now, I think this could have gone either way. Why? Well, because it was a slow start in round one. Um Swanson was, was, was trying to land the left hook, did a couple of times. Burgos was returning it with the low kicks. Um, Swanson was really hurting the body of Burgos throughout the whole fight. You could see it at the end. You know, I was just waiting for that one time where, you know, they, they, they clinched their body and end up going down in an absolute heap. I was waiting for that to happen. It never did, so kudos to, to Shane Burgos. Um, Swanson's jabs were landing, his low kicks were, were landing, and it was, it was a really good first round from Cub Swanson. And for me, uh, I... I 
didn't have him up after saying all that. I didn't have him up that round. I had it 10 9 Shane Burgos. Really just because the more significant strikes that landed were from Burgos. Swanson was was attempting the strikes and was landing little strikes, but nothing too significant. The more damage for me was done by Burgos and the dominance and duration of how he controlled that first round was how I gave it to Shane Burgos. So for me he was 10 9 up. It was this second round that, that swung it either way. For me, when I watched the fights back, I really I made cases to give the, the round to Cub Swanson or to give it to Shane Burgos. It could have gone either way. Um, really were the same with the first round, you know, on a different night, maybe you score it different. Second round, um, these low kicks again for Swanson were beginning to land again on the inside leg kicks. The body kicks were landing. Um, Swanson's combinations, they were really good throughout the whole fight. His uppercuts, he was always looking for that right-hand uppercut and a couple of times did land it. He landed it in round two. Um, Burgos was just coming straight back at him, marching forward, landing his own uppercuts. Straight rights from Swanson that were fantastic. Um, another great round. and It was a fantastic, it was a fun fight. You know, they were both really swinging to the end of round two, almost almost standing up at each other and going, come on then, let's go. Um, Burgos walked him down, kicked him at the body, and the round was over. So he landed a huge high kick in that round, Shane Burgos. That, if, has that swung it from the judges' point of view? Probably. For me, it swung it for me. I gave him that round 10-9 again. But like I said, if you look at the fight back, you watch the fight back, first round and second round could have gone either way. Third round um, is the one actually that the judges all scored at 10-9 Burgos, but I gave it 10-9 Cub Swanson. Now, Swanson came out more aggressive. His corner did tell him that he was um, that he was 2-0 down. For me, like like my scorecards say, he was 2-0 down. But you see that sometimes with the corner men tell their fighters, no, you're, you're no winning, you're no winning, you need to go out there, you need to finish the fight, blah, blah. When in fact, they're maybe 2-0 up. You know, and I think it's good for some fighters to hear that, but at the same time, it's quite bad. As Connor told him he was two and two nil down, wasn't lying to him. You know, he was, um, and he came out fast, light on his feet, was doing good jabs and, and, and good combinations. He he was landing, he was doing damage. Um, however, the faster he was going, the more Burgos was able to time it, and eventually was evading his strikes. Um, he went to the take. He, he went for a takedown. Um, got him down, but Burgos jumped straight back up onto his feet. Um, Burgos lined up for a, a, a hard left hook, which just missed Swanson. Swanson's left eye. Um, he landed a low kick, um, and then Swanson landed a good right-left jab combination. Um, he moved forward like he did throughout the whole fight, Burgos, um, and had uh, Swanson backed up against the cage, landed a good high kick, and then went low to the body. Um, he was eating, he, for me, he was eating Swanson alive with that jab to the body, um, looking for that uppercut against the cage. Um, Swanson changed levels, locked up the body, um, but eventually, you know, break free and Burgos landed a good heavy leg kick to the body and a really good flying knee just before the end of the, the round. It was a close fight and for me, I had that round Swanson, all judges had it Burgos. I think it depended on who got that first or second round. You know, like I said, if you watch that fight back, it could have went either way. Um, it was a split decision for the judges for Shane Burgos. They scored at 30-27, 30-27, 29-28. To the winner, um, Shane Burgos. I had it 29-28, Shane Burgos, so I got one of them right from the judges. But my overall pick, Swanson by decision, is a no-no. So that's zero points, um, which we are on now. Six points, I do believe. So we're on six points and moving to the last two fights. Co-main event, 
Derek Brunson versus Elias Theodoro. Man, was I surprised at Derek Brunson here. He looked huge. He looked absolutely huge. Just, a, you know, just looked a bit bigger than him. The number nine um, ranked middleweight in the world, Elias Theodoro, ranked number 13. You know, only two losses in his career, coming off a good fight-win streak. Really, you know, the young and upcoming fighter. But as we've seen in previous weeks, previous fight nights, previous pay-per-views, the old veteran seems to be getting better of the young guns right now. And it's nice to see. It is nice to see. Um, I had Brunson my third round TKO or KO. Um, it was a really fun fight, and I was really looking forward to seeing Elias Theodoro here. But it didn't live up to much. It really did not did not um, live up to much. Um, Theodoro immediately clinched up with Brunson and landed a good uppercut, but Theodoro just didn't seem phased. Um, eh, Brunson, sorry, just didn't seem phased. He eh? dragged Theodoro to the mat with a body lock takedown with absolute ease. Now, not seen that happen to Theodoro in the past couple of fights. The full of that first round, he was just controlling him. Um, controlled him on the ground, got under the chin. This is where it got a little bit interesting. He got under the chin with a choke, and the camera shot of Theodoro was absolutely incredible. He was just withering in pain, thinking, What is happening? I've never been in this position before. How have I got myself into this? He managed to scramble out, he was working well. Once he got back to the feet, Brunson was advancing. Elias was 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 doing good um good movement um and was landing big kicks. Now at the right at the end of the round, he la- he he landed one last kick to the body, but the round was over. For me, it was a little bit too late. A barrage from Theodora. It was a ten nine round definitely for Derek Brunson with him um landing the more damaged, more significant strikes. We got into round two. Brunson clinched Theodoro again against the fence, but Theodoro reversed it. They eventually break. Theodoro got the leg kicks, the body kicks, um, and when Theodoro, when Brunson was looking for that takedown, it was good defense from Theodoro. Definitely, Elias was was controlling him um, in the second round, and I think really could have went either way. However, we get to the end of the round, Brunson clinched up with him. They quickly break. Brunson was just timing and expecting everything Elias was doing. He was trying to land these almost just unorthodox, silly kicks. And Brunson was just reading them, moving away every time. Um, Brunson fought him off from a single leg takedown. And again, just like the last round, Theodoro landed one big kick at the end, but a little bit too late. Um, Brunson's combos were fantastic in that round. For me, it was another 10-9 round. Uh, moving into the final round, it's apparently likely tied up. Um Round two was was given to Theodoro, not from me, I'm afraid. Um, apparently, it was it was lightly tied up. Um, Brunson controlled this round pretty much from from start to finish. Um, he got an early takedown, stuffed that Elias scrambled, um, and then just just uh, I think it was about halfway through the round, Brunson got inside and literally picked Elias up. You know what, I think he had him in the in the in the air for a good two to three seconds and absolute slams him down. Now we've saw that happen before where both fighters are knocked unconscious. You know that one, I can't remember the guy's names off the top of my head, that he dropped him on his head, knocked himself out, the ref came in, waved it off as a KO victory, and it ended up being turned around after seeing a replay that it was a no contest before because both guys got knocked out from the slam. You know, he knocked himself out from slamming the other guy on the ground. It was crazy, it was really crazy. That really tired Brunson out as it did Elias after being slammed to the mat with however many pounds landing on you. Um, it was really, really a, a, an interesting thing to see. It was really good to see. Um, as it came to the end of the round, Elias was landing knees, 
but it was just such a slow fight, a slog at the end. They were both absolutely done in, and rightfully so. Two huge rounds where they were both landing, both going for, especially Elias, going for unorthodox, you know, kicks and, and punches and combinations. So it was a good last round that I had it. Actually, <laughs> funnily enough, after that slam, that was the round I gave to Theodoro, based on the fact that, other than that slam... He never really done anything else, Brunson. You know, I think Theodora was landing the more significant and that's why I gave him the round. We went to the judges' scorecards. Um, unanimous for Brunson. Good to see, great to see him, him back in the win column. 29-28, 29-28, 30-27. So someone had, you know, one of the judges had him winning every single round. Um, uh, yeah, you could see why. I didn't, this is the one fight I've not actually watched back. Um, so I'm not sure if my, my scorecard would, would reflect something different if I did watch it back. But for now... Uh, yeah, I had it 29-28 to Brunson, so my pick was Brunson by third round, uh, TKO or just stoppage. So I get the point for Brunson, but not the point for the meta victory. On to the main event. Man, this was fun. Was this fun? I'm, 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 I'm very, very glad I got to see this with my own eyes. Um, my pick was Don Cerrone by fourth round submission, which, by the way, once we get there, was kind of close. You could, you could argue that it was quite close. Um, Five round fight, eight ranked lightweight division Dos Cerrone against Aquinta, number four ranked. This was a really, really fun fight. You know, Aquinta came out, all guns blowing. They were both kind of feeling each other as it got into the first minute, minute and a half. But um, Al Aquinta was throwing jabs, leg kicks that were hurting. However, Cerrone was coming back and they were both landing good jabs. Cerrone started off in this first round with a leg kick, inside leg kick, outside leg kick. And by the time you got to the end of the fight, man, or even just round four, round five, you could see those kicks were hurting, and they really, really were. Um, Cerrone was landing good hooks, but I was just returning with, with counter after counter. Um, a massive knee by um, by Donald Cerrone that, that, oh, it was absolutely brutal. You know, Iaquinta, he, he changed levels. He ate it. I absolutely ate that knee, and, and the round just soon ended, almost too soon ended, because... I would have loved to see what, what would have went on after that knee. Moving to round two, I scored that 10-9 um, Cerrone. I think more just more domination endurance for Donald plus the damage got him that round for me. As we move into round two, um, Alquinta was landing good combos like he did throughout the whole fight. The pace was picking up. Now, as Donald said in his post-fight um, uh, press conference that... He couldn't get in any sort of rhythm in the back while, while warming up and getting himself ready. However, once he got... And that, that came into the first round as well. He, he couldn't get any rhythm going. However, once he got in round two, late in round two, early in round three, he started to get the rhythm. He started to feel it. He started to feel the fight and know, right, I'm here in a fight here. Here we go. So he started to do that. He started to pick the pace up. And those leg kicks from some Cerrone were really, really hurt in Aquinta. Now, you could see the bruising and the redness around the legs. Um, really, really brutal. Um... Aquinta landed two massive heavy shots, but Cerrone continuing to move forward, move forward, hits counter left hook after counter left hook, was hitting good high kicks, body kicks, um, and it was a really good, good, good round from both fighters that really would have went either way. Personally, um, it was good one two combos um, from Aquinta, followed by that one from Cerrone, and just at the end of the round, Cerrone was rocked by Aquinta. He went on a one knee, got back up. Round again, ending too soon. Not enough time uh, left for Quinta to capitalise on that rock. That's, that round I did give 10-9-2 uh, uh, 
um, a quinter. So for me, it were 1 1 He might not have had the more domination joints, but the more significant strikes he landed and the rock at the end of the round definitely did give it to a quinter. Um, moving into the third round. Um, another 1 2 combination that, that Al was landing throughout the whole fight followed up by vicious leg kicks that were landing throughout the whole fight for Donald um, he landed a massive punch followed by a combo into Aquinta in the middle of the third round that, that, that sort of rocked him but not enough to capitalise on it um, Cerrone dropped him with a straight right jab um, at the end of round 3 um, he falls up to the map, starts punching Aquinta in the face but, but good ground and pound but again, third round in a row it ended too soon you know, I think if you had another 30 seconds, that fight would have been over. 10-9 Cerrone for me, and I think the judges all scored it the exact same. Round four, this is the decisive one. Um, for me, that actually Cerrone for me won this round. I gave him 10-8. Completely dominated and duration and landed the more significant strikes. Um, he dropped him with a, this, oh, this front kick. If you've got time, if you've not already seen it, or just go watch it again. This front kick, it's just absolute memories of that Anderson Silva front kick that just lives long in the memory this one will live long in the memory hit him just on the chin absolutely rocked him right back and the ground and pound was vicious I don't know I I, I really don't know how, how, how Aquinta managed to get, get back to his feet how he managed to do that credit to where he is due the chin on that guy is absolutely massive Cerrone's leg kicks and low kicks were again landing landing stiff jabs um, he attempted a, a high kick again, almost the, the a carbon copy of the one he just just knocked him down with. It was blocked this time. Um, Cerrone was pumping out the jabs, you know, the combination one twos, uppercuts. Everything was landing in this round, you know, absolutely dominant round. That's why personally I gave him the ten eight round. He was just stalking him and landing, you know, furiously combinations. I went again. I was just eating the punches, eating, 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 and yeah, I think. A 10-8 round, from my perspective, definitely has to be. Um, final, fifth and final round. You know, Alquint is no, no stranger to going five rounds. Obviously went five with, with Habib. Um, but he was facing another uh, decision loss as he went into this final round. Cerrone, I don't think, had to do much to take this. At the start of the round, the doctor, uh, the ref stopped it just, just before actually just restarting it. He uh, brought the doctor in to look at Aquinta's eye because it, it, it was it was almost closed. But, it, you know, I don't... You know, safety comes first. You know, more than anything, safety comes first. I understand that. But why not do it when he's sitting on the stool? You know, why do it when he's standing up and the ref's literally in the middle holding his hands out ready to clap and let them go? Anyway, they, they got it restarted. Aquinta came out knowing he had to do something to um to stop this fight to get the win. He landed an overhand right and almost just simultaneously landed an overhand almost landed an overhand left that I think would have dropped Cerrone. Um midway through round five combos were just unreal from Donald Cerrone. Fantastic the jabs, the leg kicks. Um but Aquinta was just still walking forward. He wasn't phased. He was like, well I need to win. I I need to stop this so I'm gonna walk forward in absolute pounded forward and did land good combinations uh, landed a fantastic head kick what Cerrone just just uh, he just took it on the absolute chin uh, nearly end of the round Cerrone landed a double jab and left hook um, and McQuinta just returned with a left hook of his own a low kick and just missed a flying knee about 20 seconds to go they both just stood and went aye let's go for it both went for it Cerrone just missed a flying knee that would have been crazy round was over fight was over card was over 
10 nine round for Sharoni for me. Um, it was a 49-45, um, 49-45 fight for me. And one judge actually saw the same. It was a unanimous decision win for, for Donald Cerrone. 49-45, 49-45, for Ala Quinta. Eh, for Donald Cerrone, sorry. Um, once he got in his post-fight presser, you're thinking, well, he has to call someone out after he got danger in the ring. You know, he's got them little headphones on, those noise-cancelling things. They're brilliant. You know, his little cowboy belt. Absolutely fantastic to see. Um, Donald's got his cowboy hat on. Overcomes Joe Rogan. And he, he he basically calls out either a title shot or Conor McGregor. Now, I could sit here and talk about that for absolutely ages. I personally think he deserves a title shot. Yeah, it's a stacked division, definitely. But don't take... I mean, the money fight is the McGregor fight. One million percent. A hundred percent. But for fight and perspective, title fight has to be... Would would he prove problems for Khabib? Yeah, definitely. Would he be able to beat Khabib? Hard to say. But like I said in my preview of this, I wouldn't be betting against Don Cerrone with it with a, the kind of form he's in. No way, Jose. Just just the way that he approaches fights now is crazy. And for me, I just I just couldn't couldn't bet against him against anyone. Um, but he got that win. There's been talk on on social media about who's going to fight next. Apparently, the McGregor fight seems like it's the most obvious choice. Not for me, but I'm not the one that makes the decisions. I would love to see either of them, but more so, um, I would really love to see him get a title shot. And I think he does deserve it now with the, with the people he's beaten. Definitely, definitely. But that uh, um, that tied the card up. Um, I had Cerrone by fourth round sub which after he got that vicious leg kick, he went down to the ground, almost looked like he was going for a rear naked, but never got in. That's why I was saying at the, the start of this when we're just going to run it down that that was quite close. I thought when I was watching it, I was like, oh, here he goes, here he goes, two points. We managed to get one point um, with the Cerrone pick. So out of a possible, I think, um, out of a possible 24 points, I managed to score myself 9. So I got 9 out of 24 points for the first card, which, I mean, it isn't horrible, but I expected better. You know, I think I was getting a lot of... I was picking the fighters, I just wasn't picking the method of victories. So that's what I know I need to work on. So I'm going to do that for the next card, which brings us on to what um, uh, this Friday's episode will be. It's currently Thursday. I'm going to be recording the UFC 237 Nami Yunus vs Jessica Andrade preview. Um, right after I've, I've done this one and that'll be up on Friday and hopefully I'll be able to um, pick a bit more wisely shall I say but that's what the next card is UFC 237 um, in Rio de Janeiro Brazil Yama Yunus Jessica Andrade and it's, it's an absolute stacked card like let's let's it's it's brilliant it's a fantastic card you know I think you you, you look at, at the type of fights that are on it it's it's crazy you know Nami Nish Andrade obviously the main, the main event you've got Anderson Silva um, Josie Aldo's fighting uh, Carlos Diego Ferreira I cannot wait to see him really 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 looking forward to that Clay Guaida's fighting yeah I'm 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 excited you know BJ Penn brilliant absolutely brilliant card can't wait to preview it can't wait to run it down but for now thank you very much for making it to the end if you did hope you enjoyed whatever it. platform you're listening on don't forget to rate us it really does help and it really is appreciated join us again on friday we'll be running a preview in the ufc 237 card but for now thank you very much for listening take it easy
And as always, take it away.